0: Well, hello everyone welcome to the faith focus weekly discipleship podcast my name is kevin rognus and i'm a discipleship director here at faith covenant i just want to encourage you as i always do to hit the subscribe button whether you're watching on youtube or listening on any of the major podcasting platforms to make sure that you don't miss any of our weekly content that we put out we're doing this as a service to you we just hope that it's edifying um, and if there's ever any questions that you have about anything we do, any suggestions for things you want us to cover, please email me. My email address is listed in the description of the episode. So please make use of that. I'd love to hear from you. Right now we're in the midst of a uh, podcast series on Lent because we're in the midst of the Lent season. So this is the second to last episode about Lent. and. Next week will be our final episode of the Lenten series. So um, for, in the meantime, I am joined today by Pastor Char Rotvold. She is our Karen Connections pastor. And we're going to be talking about a few things about the Last Supper. But first, I just want to remind us what Lent is. Um, and I've been defining it. Um, one of the definitions I found um, is that it's a period of grief that necessarily ends with a great celebration of Easter. So it's kind of a somber time of looking at Um, the death of Christ, about looking at sin, looking at the ways that the world is broken, that then leads into the great celebration of Easter and the resurrection and the renewal that God brings. So oftentimes that season of Lent um, involves preparations for Easter like prayer, mortifying the flesh, which happens with things like fasting, which we talked about last week, or abstinence, kneeling, uh, repentance of sins, almsgiving, simple living, and self-denial. And we've stressed several times over uh, the course of this series that a lot of the traditions of Lent are things that are not prescribed by the Bible. Instead, they're traditions that just help us to focus on Christ and to focus on the sacrifice that he made on uh, the cross for our sins. So. Today, we're going to be delving into the Last Supper, which is a part of Lent that is very much in the Bible, is it not? It is.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes.
0: So, what exactly is the Last Supper? When was it? What's going on here?
1: (laughs) What's going on here? Um, Well, so if we back way up in church Mm -hmm. history to um, the time of the Israelites' um, slavery in Egypt, Mm -hmm. which was a 400-year period where where God's people were enslaved. Which
0: Um, is thousands of years before Christ was on the scene.
1: Yes, yes. Um, There's a guy named Moses who wrote a lot of the Old Testament, um, and Moses was called to deliver God's people out of slavery and bring them to the Promised Land. Um, So, as part of that, and you can read this and go back and read this in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating story, but part of that story... The Book of
0: Exodus, if you're wondering.
1: Yes, yes. Um, Part of that story was a meal that the Israelites um, ate in their homes while they were enslaved Um, and that came to be known as the Passover meal. But what happened is these people were, they were in their homes, the Israelites, and the angel of death came through um, Egypt and killed all the firstborn um, sons in all of Egypt. And in order to be spared that, Um, the Israelites put blood over the door frame of their home, and then the angel of death knew to pass over those homes Mm -hmm. and spare the families who were living within and spare the firstborn sons of God's people um, because they were covered in the blood of the lamb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You see where this is going, hopefully. Um, So that meal, they came to commemorate that meal as the Passover, and they celebrated that um, from that day on, and we still celebrate that. Today and we now call it the Lord's Supper um, or Holy Communion, um, but the Israelites in the Jews in Jesus's time um, were commemorating the the Last Supper. So this was a Thursday night, um, also known as Monday Thursday, um, which is the Thursday the day before Christ was killed. Um, so God's um, Jesus's disciples were celebrating this meal, this Passover meal, mm-hmm. in this room together. Um, and that's so that's what they were doing sorry that was a long answer to no, that That was the it, Passover meal yeah. that they were eating that night which goes way back <laughs> yep
0: Well and we need that context to understand why it's important that they were gathering because yeah. for um, centuries at that point that was the most important. Mm-hmm time of the year in on the jewish calendar yeah. that was their christmas and easter all wrapped up in one was celebrating that moment yeah. yeah so jesus and the disciples are celebrating that moment that's why it was important that's why it was important to the disciples yeah. they didn't realize what other importance was going to be happening jesus did can you unpack mm-hmm. a little bit of that of what jesus knew and what they didn't and why it was why it's called the last supper
1: right right well because jesus took this meal that had been commemorated for a long time and he he added something to it that was going to be happening the next day so you know the blood Mm -hmm. of the lamb that that saved the people behind the door who were covered by the blood of the lamb um he acknowledged before them that his blood would be shed and he would be that final sacrificial lamb the lamb Mm -hmm. of god Um, for once and for all so he repurposed a very common meal with just common ordinary bread and wine Mm -hmm. and he's he took the bread and said this bread is my body broken for you and he broke it um symbolizing his body dying Mm -hmm. um and this this wine this cup is the is my blood shed for you um or noting that he would be, his blood would be shed and he would die mm-hmm. um, the next day for them. So he took this meal that had already had great significance and he gave it even more significance and he foreshadowed what was about to come. So for us, we get, it's Old and New Testament both. Mm-hmm. When we celebrate communion, we're celebrating the Passover meal mm. and we're also celebrating the death of the Lamb of God yeah. and the life that's offered once and for all. There's no sacrifice that's needed ever yeah. again.
0: Yeah, It's been done. Yeah. And I think sometimes in the church in the Christian tradition we sometimes forget that it does have that attachment to the Old Testament. Yeah, like yeah. we we think that it's this entirely new thing that only started with Jesus, but really it ties back to something that's been going on. Yeah. For thousands like of years. Like the Bible
1: is one book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: 66 books and it's two testaments, but it's one book and one story. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild to think that today we participate in that. So why do we, and like we've done an episode about communion, um, so I encourage you to uh, look at that. I'll, I'll probably mm-hmm. include a link to the previous episode in the description notes. Um, but why do we as Christians partake in that today? Because we're not necessarily, we're an extension of the Jewish tradition of celebrating the Passover meal, but then what is important for us today about the Last Supper?
1: Oh, we are the word Christian means Christ one. We are followers mm. of Jesus. Yeah. And we are covered by the blood of the Lamb and the sacrifice of Christ is is why we're Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the whole point of our faith. Jesus is the point and the culmination of of our faith. He is mm-hmm. the reason that we believe. Yeah. So his death and his resurrection is that's key. That's key to life. For us, so that's the central piece of our faith. I was reading something um, recently about the—if you've ever heard of deconstructing your faith, um, you can Google it online. Be careful when you do so. But, (laughs) um, but for some some people, often young adults who grew up maybe in a Christian home or or close to a Christian home, and then you come to a point in your life where you go, "Huh, there's this thing I was taught, and yet here I am an adult, and I need to make this my own." So in the process of doing that. there are some things that are that are central to include as you're doing that because Mm -hmm. our faith is a living faith and a communal faith it's not just an intellectual assent or a moral code so um so this article i was reading was talking shared five different things that are that are central to participating in in order for your faith to be yours and to make it yours and one is um, uh, corporate worship um, scripture prayer um, christian fellowship and communion Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. It's so good to remember that um, when we receive the Lord's Supper, that's a means of grace. It's a means of staying connected. Mm -hmm. Every time we receive the meal and the elements, we are again connected to God and again connected to Christ and again connected to the church, past, present, and future. So it's central, really, to our life as followers of Christ.
0: And like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of, the only aspect of Lent and commemorating Lent that is actually prescribed by the Bible because Jesus says take this in remembrance of me of course the disciples didn't fully understand what that was about um but later later writers too like Paul say we need to keep practicing Mm -hmm. communion we continue to do this as a remembrance of Christ so it's it, it, it's very important. It doesn't mean you're a bad Christian if for some reason you can never take communion. But it's something that we do to remember the life of Christ. And that's those central key moments. of Right, it. right. So.
1: And, and remember for sure and also participate in. It's, mm-hmm. We remember all the way back to the Old Testament. But we also participate in life mm, yeah. when, we're, when we're receiving the elements. So it's a fresh present. Moving into future participation, yeah. um, not just a remembrance. So it's it's that plus. It's super important. And, you know, I spend a lot of time with people who are who are older or who are homebound or who are um, nearing the end of their life. Mm-hmm. Communion becomes even more important yeah. as as one gets older. I'm bringing communion to somebody who's um, homebound just right after this mm-hmm. <laughs> today.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think some of us kind of realized how important communion is to us during the pandemic. When we couldn't in the earlier days when we couldn't gather physically and partake in that together, yeah. many of us practice it in different ways in our home with our families um but yeah it it's a very different thing to do it in person with people mm-hmm. um whenever possible. so that's one of the beautiful things about you know being together with the family of God, yeah, yeah, a couple of other things I just want to say about the last Supper is um. <clears throat> when you read it there's so much nuance Um, so I encourage when you read it in any of the Gospels that you just think of all the emotional nuances of (laughs) Jesus knowing that it's kind of his last time teaching with the disciples and the last time eating with his disciples Um, and the disciples not really getting it they're kind of you can just kind of tell there's a little bit of confusion of like what's this is a different passover yeah Yeah. (laughs) you can kind of tell that they're like "Mm, something's different here so just kind of read it with that in mind. I also want to talk about another aspect of the Last Supper that um, is a is a really important story, but it's one that we, it's not a practice that we do very often. Um, in part because in our modern context, it's a little bit different. Um, it's the foot washing episode. Mm-hmm. Before they actually have their meal, when they first kind of arrive, Jesus washes their feet. What's with that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, foot washing was, was not so uncommon then because mm-hmm. they wore, they lived in a warmer climate and wore sandals and bare feet often, and they didn't have pavement, mm-hmm. so they, they walked on dirt. Dusty, dirty <laughs> roads. Dusty, dirty roads. So Their feet often were dirty, so it was customary often um, to wash your feet before you enter someone's home just to keep their home clean. Um, but it wasn't the host, generally, who did the washing. Um, so Jesus as host of the meal um, washed the feet of his disciples, which harkens back to what you'll find in um, I think three of, I think Matthew, Mark, and Luke um, all talk about the, how the Son of Man, Jesus, came not to be served, mm-hmm. but to serve. Mm-hmm. So this is Jesus fulfilling. He's, he came to serve. He mm-hmm. was, he's king, <laughs> yeah. and he was rabbi and leader and teacher um, and healer, but he he served them in the most humble of ways by washing their dirty feet which the host generally didn't do and the right. the leader certainly didn't do yeah. um, so he was showing them again in a very personal way about who he was and what he is like the example that we are to follow in that too yeah. to serve yeah yeah
0: and there's i can't remember which i think it was peter who had a moment where he said okay, God, you shouldn't be washing my feet. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worthy of that. Like, <laughs> this is too much. Um, and Jesus insists on it. And then Peter says, well, if you're going to wash my feet, wash all of me.
1: Yeah. And
0: what yeah. does Jesus say to that?
1: Yeah. He says, if you don't, oh, what's the qu- If you don't... um Let me wash you, then you have no part of me, no part of of my kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, He very strongly rebukes him. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Jesus is like, I need to do the washing here. Yeah. But he also then says something interesting of when Peter says, wash my whole body, Jesus says, you've already been purified. I only need to wash your feet. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That's a little bit of a harder piece to understand (laughs) for me.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would think it's about um, his, his following of Jesus and mm-hmm. his obedience to Jesus, um, even though we know that that is challenged, even the next <laughs> <Right>. day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. But the heart versus the the body. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And as you were kind of talking, I kind of, like, like I said earlier, we don't really practice this yeah. much in our traditions because In today's age, we don't really wash our feet very often except for like when we shower. Um, And so I almost wonder if it would be more analogous today to hand washing. Mm. Because today we, I mean, that's a very common social practice, of course, you know, before meals Mm. or after using the restroom, we wash our hands because we don't want to bring germs to other Mm -hmm. people in the same way that at the time they didn't want to bring dirt into the home. So that's why they would wash the feet when they arrived. so, it, it the foot washing aspect is not something that's usually a Lenten practice, in part because we just don't practice foot washing in general anymore, um, but I kind of wonder if hand washing would maybe be something analogous. Um, and there, <laughs> there's always, church staff, like, I've only been on a couple, but we always joke about washing feet. It's not something we do very often. Um, but in moments where you've participated in it, and I know you have, yeah. what has that experience meant to you?
1: Oh, super. It's super intimate. I've participated in, I was just tallying up four foot washings um, in my life, and two of them were here. Mm. Actually, our deacons had a night where we washed each other's feet, um, and it was super powerful. And we had a service, I can't remember what service it was, if it was a Thanksgiving Eve service or if it was a different one years ago, um, where we offered foot washing mm-hmm. to folks who wanted. Um, their feet washed and then two other times um, super intimate it is a it is a vulnerable both to do the foot washing and to allow your feet to be washed both mm-hmm. both the washer and the washi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's vulnerable for both of you yeah. and it's really a it's a surrender and it's a it's an intimate um, connection to do um, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful beautiful practice I encourage you if you've not, um, had your feet washed or washed anyone's feet before um, if you have the opportunity to do that even in your family it's mm-hmm. a beautiful beautiful thing Yeah, it's deeply meaningful
0: when I've even seen it done as part of a wedding ceremony where mm-hmm. the bride and groom will wash each other's feet and yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of as that uh, reminder of the way that Christ served his church the bride mm-hmm. um so also the bride and the groom serve each other as yeah. christ did so yeah i mean it there's a lot of really rich symbolism in it um mm-hmm. yeah it it's yeah. it's a lot to understand and it is yeah yeah. yeah yeah so yeah are there any other aspects of the last supper that you think are worth mentioning today or um, there's obviously a lot of things you can go down rabbit trails yeah. with
1: well there's the, there's of course the. Um, the foreshadowing of the betrayal about to come that happens during the meal too um the next one to participate or to partake is the one who's going to betray me and um
0: which is super awkward yeah like i just can't imagine what judas was well first of all why judas was like is it me lord knowing he knows that it's going to be him so why would he ask that question but then also, cast him, Do you know? Do you right. Know? <laughs> Which by then he should know that Jesus knows, is pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> he knows these things. Right. But then also, like, he is basically called out as, Yes, it's going to be you. Mm-hmm. How did the rest of the disciples respond to that? I know. I know. Don't you wonder? Oh, I always wonder that. Yeah. I'm just like, Did Judas just leave immediately? Did Jesus have to restrain? Yeah the other disciples were they just kind of in disbelief yeah were they not thinking it was going to be as big of a betrayal as it was
1: mm-hmm. yeah we don't know all that <laughs> we can suppose a lot of things we don't know all that yeah. yeah 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 but that was a significant part of the meal too yeah <laughs> yes it was so
0: and it was during the actual meal part too it was yeah. after he'd been served so jesus was washing Judas feet. Knowing Jesus was about to betray him. And then yeah. they're having this Passover meal together, and Jesus says during the meal, You're the guy. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah, that's very loaded.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of um, a snapshot nutshell of the things going on during the Last Supper. Um, you can go into a very deep dive. There's so yeah. much symbolism in it, there's so many callbacks to um, Old Testament references. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much emotional nuance and layers to it we could spend hours going into that but Mm -hmm. um, we hope that today this just kind of helps you understand a little bit more about why the last supper is an important piece of the biblical story and why it's one that we still commemorate today and its role in the Lenten season. So um, we're getting really close to the end. Next week, um, our episode, we're going to focus on Holy Week itself and just kind of the different days and how they fit together and what some of the different uh, traditions around those days are all about. So stay tuned for that next week. In the meantime, thank you, Pastor Char, for joining us. We're just always very grateful to have you here. And we're always grateful for you, uh, whether you're watching or listening. uh, We're just really thankful that you would take some time uh, to make this a part of your life. So thank you very much. Thank you. And I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed day.